<laughs> Don't mind his voice. <laughs> I've got K. K, uh, you're welcome. Yeah, so what are we talking about? Yeah, so we, we talk about so many we're looking oh, at relationships this week. So looking at um, immigrants coming relationships between it's um, more of a spontaneous kind of discussion. Like so for me, I'll just say some of those things I I see. So personally I would say love shouldn't have any color right people should be able to say oh i love her i'm a black guy oh it's a white lady oh i like her should be able to go home with her and say okay maybe can we have you know a relationship or something but i found out this is not very easy so why is that could it be because it's a different race or maybe cultural differences or whatever or i don't know so those are things that we're trying to look at i also want to come from why will a white lady or a white guy says he wants to go out with someone or why will a black man say he wants to go out with someone i'm not in an interracial relationship so it's not easy for me to know but if someone has been there been there done that maybe you can shed more light on that because these are things that people want to know okay so you're basically asking like why would someone get into an interracial relationship or like yeah like what's what's your what's your view about it yeah what's yeah exactly what's your view about it Um, to be honest with you, like my viewpoint about it, I never like planned on being with someone from a different race. I just kind of like I met him and his personality and who he is as a person stood out to me more than obviously he has culture backgrounds and things that add to it and stuff too. Right. But it's just kind of more like you go out with somebody because of who they are. And, you know, some people aren't attracted to certain races and that's like a preference. But mm. for me, like, I didn't know that I would be attracted to the brown guy. Like, I never planned on that, for sure. I always thought I was into white dudes, you know? But, like, <laughs> you know, just okay. the basic guys. But uh, more, it's definitely a personality. Mm. Mm. So, is it more about happenstance? It just happens? Exactly. And that's just love in general, right? Nobody, mm. you know, you're attracted to somebody and it could be for looks at first but then when you get to know somebody then you make a connection right and that's just relationships in general yeah sure race can play a factor in it and personally we did have problems in our relationship that we had to like overcome because of our differences for sure and relationships are complicated and then adding a culture thing to it can make it more complicated if that makes sense like it's an extra layer on top of that so yeah, getting into an interracial relationship is definitely not for everybody because especially depending on the person that you're dating where they're from, especially if they're from like a third world country and things like that. For example, when I went to India for the first time, that was a culture shock for me. And it definitely was kind of hard for me to get by that. But now I appreciate his culture and where he's from. And, you know, it's just you have to have patience for it, if that makes sense. Yeah, I appreciate that. That makes perfect sense. So you said something about the cultural shock being from a third world country. Although the question I wanted to ask initially would be, so how will, I don't want to go too personal, but how, let's say your friends or people around, how they see generally? I know you can't speak for everybody because it's more of a personal thing, but you know, in general, how do they perceive it? Just want to have an idea of from your own perspective. Um, I feel like for me personally, it was something new because when, when I met him, I just had like white friends, to be honest with you. I was just in a group of like <laughs> people that were just yeah. like me. And 
to have someone enter in that area? I don't know, like, can you speak on that? Asim? I feel like in, in the beginning, um, from my point of view, or what I noticed with Brandy's friends, it was something different for them because even they never had a lot of friends from a different background. And then having one of their best friends date a brown guy yeah. was... It, it was different for them because when I used to hang out with all with, with all these, with, with, with everybody, the kind of mm. questions that used to come, the kind of looks that used to come, used to be like, mm. yeah, they're like, they are still getting used to the fact that Brandy is dating somebody who's not white. Mm. Yeah, like they, like, I feel like people are generally interested in his culture background, but they don't know how to ask appropriate questions without coming like across like offensive. Yeah. And that's something like okay. that probably, that's like I could imagine, you guys probably face every day in your life and then like a scene also would right yeah yeah mm. and then so. yeah there was that and then um but i feel like these days i've started to see that interracial relationships are becoming more normalized there's that show 90 day fiance i don't know if you guys have seen it uh where it's like they meet somebody online that's oh yeah from a different country and then they meet up and then it's just like this big tv show right now so people are like yeah. getting used to the yeah. idea of you know what i mean like it's yeah yeah you're, you're right about that people yes. weren't against it but now it's more like open there okay in the in the black community i've sort of main narratives against uh, interracial relationships. Uh, one being um, just considering the historical context stroke role that yeah. whites have played um, in the oppression of black people. Right? And so you have a group of people that see um, interracial relationship, especially as it pertains to black and white, as someone stepping out, so to speak, with the oppressor, right? Um, and so that is one narrative. And the second narrative, which is one that I find really fascinating, is there is the issue of standards of beauty and uh, mm. that in the world that we live in our standards of beauty are westernized they are you know um yeah. i don't know if can yeah. you help me with the word I'm yeah with. i i don't um, know but i understand what you're trying to say like the standard of beauty has been made like maybe anybody that has the features of a white lady of, of and so like you do have some that feel that in interracial relationship especially as it pertains to black and white that one is fostering or perpetrating this narrative that caucasian is more attractive than right okay. and so for me the question then becomes even if one doesn't necessarily think that when one enters into a interracial relationship does one unintentionally foster this narrative or mm. this stereotype mm. that the european standards of beauty is what is ultimate yeah <laughs> so that's okay that sounds very complicated 
shit. <laughs> it does. I don't even know how to answer that. <laughs> yeah, like I kind of get where you're coming from. Like you're basically saying some races have different features than others, and they're perceived more attractive. I think that's definitely more of a um, uh, like a like beauty is in the eye of the beholder kind of a thing. If that makes sense, like it's an objective kind of a thing, and it depends from like person to person. And like, I don't think white people are more attractive than black people or whatever. Like, I think it just depends on the personal perspective and yeah, who like what you're interested in as as, a, as an individual. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so so I, I would like to add like, what do you think about this? Based on what you know, Mikey just said now. The first point was trying to make. So there is this narrative that oh, why should I go out with you know a Caucasian? reflecting back on the history that we've had you know this you know we know the history the slavery you know this kind of thing so some people have that like at the back of their mind that no i wouldn't i wouldn't want to go out with a caucasian no matter how attractive no matter how okay i i feel i'm i'm attracted to because of that because they feel oh why should i go out with an oppressor so i'm trying to look at it from the lens of a caucasian or maybe like you are there maybe discussions around these that maybe i should be careful to go out with a black guy or maybe someone else from other race because of this prejudice or whatever this premonition that they might have of me being that based on the history we've had something like that i don't know if you understand so what what's your perspective about that like are you basically asking like from a white person's perspective exactly. like so what maybe, going out with someone okay. that's of color and yeah, like the stereotypes that are put on people yeah, of color stereotypes and think based on the history like the slavery history that we had for example i feel i, I want to put it this way let's say i'm caucasian so and i'm seeing this you know black lady that i want to go out with and i'm having that at the back of my mind that oh I don't, this, I don't want this lady to be think, you know, to be. Um, how do I put it now? I don't want this lady to see me as maybe. Oh, I was one of those oppressors. I was one that oppressed our forefathers. You know, do is is it possible for a Caucasian to have that at the back of of his mind or her mind? You know? Totally, mm-hmm. yeah. So they call that mm-hmm. white guilt, <laughs> where it's white like, guilt. yeah, that's okay. what they call that when All it's right. like. My ancestor mm. did something awful to um, this group of yeah. people and they marginalized them and they made them feel small and they did awful things to them. I think that's more of taking responsibility. So instead of feeling guilty about it, we should definitely take responsibility for it. So, for example, acknowledging that it happened, um, being careful on using like not using racial slurs and things like that and just being more aware and educated on the situation if that makes sense and just being aware of Mm. the past and then moving forward from it because you should never like deny that it didn't happen you know and you should never be like oh it's not my problem because my great 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 grandfather did it to you right like you should definitely take responsibility for it but not feel guilty about it and there's like a line to it right um, I think my question is directed to um, Asin. No, right? Um, okay. <laughs> and my question has to deal with the second narrative that I brought up. And I don't know if it's the same in the brown community. And so 
I, I guess it's a two-part question. Well, number one is, have you observed the same thing? And two, if yes, how have you handled this? I feel I've not seen it that much in in the brown community regarding, mm-hmm. um, like I know India was oppressed by the white, but mm-hmm. I'll say it's not it's not in our generation that much. I'll say our fathers, our forefathers were more towards you know not being with a white person just because of the fact that we 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 were ruled by the British for more than a century, but. I feel with our generation, we really don't don't think about it. Like when I met Brandy, that thing never even crossed my mind. Mm-hmm. And my parents know that I'm with Brandy. My friends know that I'm I'm with her. Nobody ever raised this question or concern. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure if it would have been my grandparents, mm-hmm. if they would have been there, they they might have objected this relationship mm-hmm. just because of the of the fact that you brought up. Mm-hmm. I think just to, I I definitely resonate with that because i i feel like as nigerian at the forefront of our mind is not necessarily the oppression of our people by by europeans you know um for for some reason it's it's something not in our national discourse right so if if i brought you know if i was dating a white girl the concerns will be more of um, our compatibility culturally than narrative on oppression and, and stuff like that so yeah I, I makes do. sense that makes sense yeah so there's one issue and that's um it might sound funny to you but cooking we spoke to a nigerian lady before you came on and it was a whole debate it was almost about 30 minutes just on cooking. <laughs> I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> so I just want to seek your whole perspective because mm. you're used to certain kinds of food. Asim is used to probably spicy food. Fair enough, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So what do you see about cooking? Does the woman um from like the white person side here it's honestly whoever does it better at this point because we don't have very flavorful food it's not very complicated to make <laughs> like mm-hmm. you know you take a chicken yeah. and you just put it in the oven and it's just like i don't know but from like like just from a, the western side of viewpoints it's not a tradition that women have to cook for sure and then i guess the scene can add if like that's an indian thing i don't know I feel again from the Indian point, like being and brought up in a city, it really doesn't matter. It's the same thing. Who, whoever can, whoever is free and can cook food, oh, but okay. people who are not from the city areas or who are from the like, for them, it is most of the times the girls would be cooking and the guys would not okay. be cooking. Yeah, it's just the same thing for maybe Africans too. If you're in the city tends to change those things a little bit but culturally you know it's like the woman cooks more because you know of you know maybe it's just like a gender role yeah yeah it looks like a gender role and so so that's why i'm asking that
It definitely was a gender role in the West at one point in time, but when women started getting the rights to vote and then started um, working more, um, and they're like, hey, I actually like working, and then it eventually just kind of faded out. And yeah, so like, I might be like, um, I, like I'm not too sure, like you guys can correct me on this, but from like, um, like maybe Asim's point of view, it might just be more like this, like he was talking like outside the cities and stuff, that might be more of like a traditional thing for them, right? Where it's like, oh, women stay at home and they'll cook and that's just the way like I was raised, so I'll raise my daughters like that. It's just passed on oh, from yeah. generation to generation. Mm. So food will be an issue that defines the whole thing. Okay, how, how how do we do the food? You know, do I want to you know do I want to accept that I'll be eating spicy food all my life? Do I want to accept that I won't be eating anything spicy? You know, these are things that some of them may say. Oh, maybe I won't I won't go for a Caucasian because so oh, they don't eat spicy food like I would eat. You know, something like that. So it's it's something that can make a big deal. You know, that's why we're just trying to bring all these things up, just to have, you know, a, a wide view. I cannot just assume. So for you, do you think food can be, can it be a factor that you might, that some other people, even if not, let's say not you now, but some other people might say, well, I don't think I want to date that guy because of that. I think instead of like seeing it as like a bad thing, you should definitely see it as a good thing. Cause like I would have probably never had as many Indian dishes as I've had with being with the seam in my lifetime, yeah. if that makes sense. Like I probably would have never had a lot of Indian dishes um, mm. if I've never met him. And I feel like yeah. that is really cool in itself because you get to try out experiences, cuisines, um, you get to meet different people, you get to see how they like their different types of like cooking and like preparing things. And it's definitely a really cool experience. And it's one that you get to experience with someone who's from that culture, if that makes sense. So like, yeah. you know, when I, for example, like if I traveled to India by myself, it probably wouldn't have been a more in-depth experience if I hadn't been with a scene sure. versus sure. being with somebody who's local from the area. And they're like, oh, yeah, I know this great place where we can get really authentic Indian food, for example. So like it's definitely not something I would say that should deter people from being together. It's definitely an experience. Um, wow, that's Brandy, cool. I, I, I have a question for you. My, my question is about you know cultural appreciation um, and i think you've mentioned about your trip to india and how you have come to have you know, this appreciation for like indian culture and so my, my question has to do with how do you handle accusations and i don't know if you've well i guess the first question should be if you've had accusation of cultural appropriation and if if you have how have you handled this and if you have not how in your experience of the indian culture is you know this issue of cultural appropriation something at the forefront of your mind and how do you wrestle with this i have not been accused of it mostly because i'm assuming because i'm with someone who's from the culture 
I have not been accused okay. of it. Um, but is it on my mind? For sure it is. Um, I think there's definitely an appropriate time and place that you can wear traditional Indian clothes. Mm-hmm. Is that to say that um, someone who is not from India shouldn't be wearing traditional Indian clothes? No, they sure they can. Like in my opinion, maybe some people would disagree, but there's just a, a time and place for it. And that is like for any traditional clothing, um and i think that's why like that that's kind of like what you were saying like wrestling with it that's how like i maintain it in my mind is like i was at a proper indian event and i wore the proper clothes to go to it you know what i mean like it's kind of like oh, i went to it's the same thing as like i went to a wedding and i was wearing proper clothes to go to this wedding and Asim was there with me and he wore you know like a, a, a like a suit oh, or whatever yeah. to this wedding like a western suit right and it's, it's the same idea, like if I'm going to a traditional Indian wedding, I'm going to be wearing something that's like an Indian outfit, like yeah. a sari or whatever. Yeah. But if it's like Halloween and I'm dressing up as, you know, like yeah. that's a whole new different story, right? Like that's That's so serious, man. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So, so you wouldn't be accused because, of course, you, you're going out with an Indian, right? Or can you just wait on... A weekend you're just going out with Nassim and you just want to wear an Indian clothes on the weekend. If people see you together, they'll say, Oh, they are likely going out together. So people would likely not accuse you of maybe cultural appropriation because they can see that you guys are together. But let's see some other people just feel like oh they appreciate the culture and they're just going out on the south. I don't know. I don't know if it's possible that people someone would just say I like the Indian culture as a Caucasian and just wear the clothes on the south there. Then do you think that person is prone to be accused because of that? Not even on Halloween day now or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's it's hard to say. Like it, mm. it's kind of like a a perspective on if the person finds it offensive, and it really depends on what they're wearing too. Like there's oh, different okay. traditional outfits that you wear to sure. to, uh, to different events, like traditional events. And if you're wearing that mm. outside an event, you might get some looks and you know getting a little judged there. Yeah. Mm, uh, yeah. Like obviously, there's like yeah like i was saying there's like um outfits that you would wear to you know certain events and you should not be wearing that to a trip to costco or something right and mm, like yes. if i wasn't with the scene and i was just wearing something that was indian i probably would get a lot of looks and i would imagine people would be judging me a little bit but okay, it, again yeah, if i'm with the scene i probably won't get as ju- like judged at all or cool. less judged yeah, if that makes yeah, sense yeah, that makes sense. That's what I was uh, trying. That was what I'm feeling that would be the case. And yeah, you've nailed it. Yeah. That- yeah, it's just a, like, again, it's just about being educated on these things and mm. knowing what's appropriate and what's inappropriate to wear, like outside the event. And, yeah. you know, just being sensitive towards that, too. Yeah. Not offending anybody that's coming from that background or that culture. Kind of a complex, um, although for me sometimes I feel that people are not fair to the whites. <laughs> because if if you just feel that you want to wear it, not not really an offensive way, you just want to wear it, and you know, for people to start judging you on that. Personally, that's how I see it. You know that people are not fair to them, but you know, some people might say, "Well, uh, historical." So that's just my thinking, anyway. <laughs> yeah, I also think that sometimes we should cut them some slack exactly yeah you have to blow out of proportion mm-hmm. for example if i put on a santa hat santa is traditionally a white thing right yeah if I put on a santa hat nobody looks at me funny 
Hmm. But if a white person puts on the hat of probably the, it's gonna be like, whoa, yeah, this way. And so this appropriation thing, I think it's it just comes out this extreme wokeness. Or <laughs> That's how I see it personally. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> about you know cultural appropriation, we we had this conversation earlier today back in the house, and I was saying that I've kind of observed that. So if I if I use if I use Nigerians for instance, Nigerians um, back at home and sort of Nigerians here, you know, um, a good number of Nigerians here will react differently to a white person, say, putting on a dashiki or something, right? And, I, I, you know, they would react differently. I, I find that, like, Nigerians back in Nigeria would say, they would applaud it, you know, and it would be like, this is good this is progressive um, we see someone of another culture appreciate our culture but a sizable number nigerian is not a good it's not a good example <laughs> but a sizable number of nigerians that grew up here might take exception to that and i, I actually think it's the white people that are at the forefront of this cultural problem Mm-hmm. As an African, if you put on something from my culture, I would appreciate you. Mm-hmm. I'd say, wow, mm-hmm. where did you get it? It looks mm-hmm. nice. Right? That's what I would say. So if you look at this cultural appropriation thing, it's more of the extremely woke white people mm-hmm. that tend to forgetty, mm-hmm. and then the people of that culture might now start looking at it. Mm, well, maybe, maybe they shouldn't be mm-hmm. doing mm-hmm. this or not mm-hmm. doing that. That's what I think. I don't mm-hmm. know if I'm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And if I'm wrong or not. I, and I feel what I've noticed, is, especially in, in the brown culture, when say a white person is wearing Indian clothes to an event, they get more they get more judged by the whites rather than by the brown. Yeah, yeah. Because for us, the questions are going to be like, hey, from where did you get the dress? You look pretty. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How how much did it cost and all that stuff? But mm-hmm. but but from a white person perspective, it'll be like, okay, why is she wearing or why is he wearing this mm-hmm. to a formal event? Mm-hmm. What's wrong with him? It's more of a Halloween costume rather than a <laughs> <laughs> rather than a dinner dress, right? And I feel like that's just because of us feeling guilty for stuff that's mm-hmm. happened in the past and us like mm-hmm. um for mm-hmm. example this is more leaning towards people that are native canadian or like aboriginal people because we used to mm-hmm. like mock their dressing for we used sure. to like wear for their sure. traditional outfits to things that we shouldn't have yeah. and when they like lashed out about it and they stood up for themselves and they're like hey this isn't right this cheap hat you shouldn't be wearing to this thing because it's actually like a traditional thing in our community, it's definitely, we don't want them to offend people and we don't want to like step on someone's toes and make them, you know, if that makes sense. Even though yes, to you guys, yes, it's yes, like, yes. oh, that looks great or whatever. But to other white people, mm-hmm. it's like, why are you wearing that? Like, that's so offensive. And don't you know what our ancestors did to them and stuff mm-hmm. like that comes up. That, that is definitely the point I was trying to make about how Nigerians 
that have grown up in the West would react differently. And so there's sort of this knowledge about historical context and history and stuff like that. And so you're kind of not appreciative of those things. And it's like, no, you shouldn't, right? Um, while indigenous Nigerians back in Nigeria would appreciate these things. And it's, you know, I think the conversation around cultural appropriation is going to go on for a very, very, very long time. Yeah. Kind of a white guilt thing. In fact, the, the people that own the culture are not saying too much about it. Although he gave an, an example of the First Nations. Oh yeah. Some, they they have some traditions that sacrosanct. That is sacrosanct. Maybe that's that's the reason why the appropriation now extended to every other. You know. So I think for that, I un, I understand the perspective of the white about that because of things like that, and which makes perfect sense. For someone like me, I always appreciate any Caucasian, any white person that uses a like, traditional thing that I, I will even want to give the person more. Like, I can buy more clothes for you if you want traditional ways, but you know. But uh, I think we've just come to live with cultural appropriation, and it, I, it will likely be years to come. I think we we'll just have to live with it like that. You know, it's how the society has been shaped, and we just have to go with the flow. So, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Yep. So, do you also have any questions for us? I don't think I do, actually. <laughs> I probably will, though. No, no, no questions, no. I want to ask interracial, so let's take the Caucasian out of this space now. So, <laughs> okay. Yeah, so now let's go to maybe an African and an Indian, an Indian. or maybe African Chinese or Chinese Indian. How is this seen? In, in, in India, for example, is it still like, well, we don't care or are there more discussions on that, knowing very well that you know that Africa has some very strong cultural, I won't say values, but things that they go and of course India has that kind of thing too. Is it something, you know, for Caucasians, they look more liberal, they are more like liberal about so many things they can they are more accommodating are more accommodating of, of cultures other cultures they want to try other person's food they want to be an african may not do that i don't know if an indian want to do that so we're trying to look at okay an african indian or a chinese indian or a chinese african so what's what's your view about that same to be honest i've not seen a lot of interracial couples where an indian would be with an with a person from africa or even from a person from from china or japan it's more of them being with somebody from from north america or australia or or europe Europe. yeah so why is that do you think it's because of what i just said now or maybe it's just happenstance we're just trying to look at different things and try to see if it's from the cultural perspective I feel it's more uh, from a cultural aspect because I've seen people in India, even when I was there in India, it was always that, hey, we want to settle in one of these three, like these three continents. We want to end up moving in one of these three continents or we want to be friends with somebody from these three continents. Uh, Rest of Asia and Africa was never a part of something that Indians look up to. I feel that, like in terms of how similar Asia, Africa and India is in terms of 
development and in terms of how the society is like they always want to go to more of a westernized society where things are a bit more more liberal and people are more open about things like point i never thought of before that makes sense yeah that's true like in, even in, in my family my two cousin sisters are married to white guys um i have one cousin who is dating a girl from china but then she was born and brought up in the us so like her parents are from hong kong not china i'm sorry Okay. So so her parents are from Hong Kong but she was born and brought up in the US. So she has more of the North American um, orientation, right? Yeah. Okay. Like even in my friend group especially my guy friends and my girlfriends who are still in India if they want to date somebody it's more of we want to be with a white person rather than you know being with somebody from africa or even somebody from like from the asian subcontinent mm, okay so it would be either a white person or an indian like myself yeah that makes sense i don't know if if africans would think that. let me see what do you think that that actually gives a sense point it makes it strong for example the probability that a nigerian want to travel to india china is is low compared to wanting to come to canada us or europe and so it's because of that there is that propensity to want to if you want to do go into interracial relationship maybe perhaps to a white you know guy or lady that makes perfect sense so it's um mm, mm, mm. you think that's because like white people are glorified in these areas yeah that, that's that's one conversation that we had as well it's it's somehow like that you know small less like um, do you think that's more because like white people come like now i'm not going to say all white people but the majority of white people would come from like a first world country yes i think so because since most wants to be in these countries in the first place and we got gotcha. white media countries that way so they are viewed as top class to say so i think yeah that's the reason but just for that um, pride or status symbol that yes you know, the american dream <laughs> Uh, quote unquote. I, don't, I don't think it's like that well if you say the american dream not it's not necessary for the money but it's just you know the way we, we have seen the north americans europeans or developed world as old yeah yeah because yeah. obviously there's a lot of uh privilege with being white and so if you, i'm assuming if you're a person from color and you're dating someone who's white you're getting a piece of that privilege mm, even though yeah. no one it's like not spoken it's definitely there for sure that's very that's a very strong point to you know the white privilege personage that because it's going on so i do have a question for you guys is there right. a moment where you've seen white privilege in your personal life 
is there a moment of seeing white privilege yeah like um in your day-to-day life or just in general that you felt that that person got that because you're a person of color and they're white oh i think we we feel that all, all, all the time on like a ba- daily basis yeah yeah we always we always see that or maybe also we always feel that but we always see that you know although for me sometimes i i try to give some excuses for the white privilege but if it's too extreme then but mm-hmm. i see it every day i, w- I wouldn't want to deny uh, that yeah i think for me personally i i have a non-conventional definition of you know white privilege uh many people kind of define it as how the system is built to favor white people and like that that is the classic definition but for me i'll I'll give an example um i feel there is a curse that all minority people bear you know you're on the bus or you you go to the hospital and a white person speaks to you a certain way and you instinctively question if you are treated that way because of your complexion right and that might not even be the case the person might just be having an off day and you are the first recipient of the fire you know that kind of thing Um, yeah but because we have to live with that on a daily basis for me white not having to live with that is white privilege for me that is how i define white privilege because that kind of thought and mentality actually guides how you behave how you react how you see yourself in society you know and so you're in a bus i I, and this is from my personal life there was a day i was getting on the bus and i said um i think good morning and something to, to the bus driver and he didn't he didn't reply and the first question that popped into my head was is it because i'm black you know i i didn't say it out to him uh but i i had to question this and you know in my mind i was like it's possible he didn't hear me and that could most likely be the case it could also be because i was black but because i have to question every interaction i have with a white person and question that i am being treated because of my skin complexion for me and like a white person doesn't have to do that for me that is what i personally define as white privilege because i think the emotional toll that has on you as a person is so great and it's difficult to explain i'm you know many times you see videos and you're like this person is overreacting you know mm-hmm. um it's like this is this is the smallest thing but you know being being a minority you, you kind of understand how someone has that mindset and they are distrust you know for institutional systems even when you think of it largely yeah because like me as a white person i 
before I started dating Asim, I never noticed it. You know, I was I didn't have any education on it. Um, even though I grew up in Canada and I grew up in Toronto City where there's a lot of diversity, yeah. you know, it, it's just built into our society for sure on how we treat people of color and we don't realize it until it's pointed out for sure. But when I started dating Asim, I started noticing how people treated him differently um and then he would be like i'd be like why did that person say that to you or why are they doing that to you or why are they looking at you like that and he's like oh it's because i'm brown or like oh it's because i'm from india you know so like dating someone of a different race could definitely open your eyes to a lot of things that you don't notice because you're not a person of color if that makes sense and it definitely exposes you more to that. And, you know, the same thing probably with the scene because he's a guy and I'm a female. I get treated differently because I'm a girl. And, yeah, he, you know, you can probably speak on that more. But like how like men treat me in the workplace or more as male. Like, and not just because of the race. It's just because she's because like a girl gets treated differently in a workplace by both yeah. managers and sure. you got like the associates. Like just a, just an example being if if Brandy wants somebody to give her a hand getting some stuff down, she would page and and a number of people would respond. Yeah, we we are on our way. Where are you and all that Ten stuff? People would come. That's straight. a privilege. <laughs> <laughs> if I if I page, there is nobody there, and I literally have to yell, be like, Hey guys, are you coming or do you want to do your job or just what's going on? <laughs> And I've, I've actually even seen that between a white guy and a white girl. Even if a white guy pages, yeah, people would still ignore their pages. But if a white girl is paging, they're, they're like, guys are going to be there to help help right yeah. away. Well, and then another thing that I've noticed in white privilege is for men that at workplaces, they can get away with things. Whereas I feel a person of color would not be able to get away with things like yeah. if a white guy is doing something wrong and the management knows about it they would just come and talk to him be like hey just don't you know don't do it the next time kind of yeah. stuff yeah but if the same thing a person of color is doing it is more of you know pulling you into the office giving you a coach in counsel or giving you like a verbal warning or a written warning I feel they tend to take more actions when it's a person of color rather than when it's a white guy doing something that's completely inappropriate. So uh, I want to ask for your suggestions. What do you think about it? Do you think that um, there should be, like you said, you said you didn't know all this until you started going out with Asim. So the question is that do you think that there should be more education about that you know, amongst the whites, like knowing that there's something like this, you know, because I feel that personally, I usually like giving people the benefit of the doubt that the reason why those things are happening is because many people don't know. For example, for me personally, the way you're talking, the way I can perceive it is that if you see someone do that to someone else, 
as a white person you likely approach that other white guy that what you are doing is not right because you now understand you now see that oh they are treating us him because he's, he's not a white person they are treating him this way because of that so for you it's easy for you to understand when someone else is at that receiving and you can now correct this fellow say oh what you yeah for sure um uh, now that i am more educated on it i think white people should be educated on it because if you live in place where there's a lot of diversity and you are not a part of the minority you should do a favor to your community a favor to yourself so you don't embarrass yourself number one and um uh, like a favor to your country and where you live and learn about other people's cultures and learn about their backgrounds instead of just being selfish and you know asking i mean i i think i hope so that white people don't mean to offend you when they ask you inappropriate questions and i think sometimes it comes from a genuine place of curiosity and other times it doesn't and in order to avoid these situations for sure uh you should definitely be more educated on it and i only became educated because i started going out with someone of color that's not the case for everyone so you surround yourself with people of color meet people of color like ask them questions but not offensive questions about their culture travel travel is definitely a way to get to know someone's culture for sure just expose yourselves to those situations instead of being so closed-minded and only having white friends and hanging out at barbecues you know what i mean like yeah that makes perfect sense yeah so we've talked from started with interracial to cultural appropriation to gender roles. <laughs> <laughs> we covered <laughs> everything. <laughs> the white privilege, white yeah. guilt. Oh, wow. I never knew it was going to be this long. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So if there's anything you want to... So for someone thinking of going into an interracial relationship, yeah. is is there any <laughs> is there anything you can like and what would you say yeah that's true it's, it's, i guess a team should answer that because like okay. i okay. can't yeah, from true. a white point of view sorry guys <laughs> what i would say would be to take it slow and don't don't bombard the other person with a lot of cultural stuff okay. oh yeah 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 you have to be sensitive to that because I feel that happened between me and Brandy in the beginning and things were not working out because she was able to feel a lot of cultural shock. Mm. But then if you introduce your partner slowly into your culture, yeah. then she would really appreciate it and it would not be that much of a shock. And then you can like get to know if she's liking it, she's not liking it kind <laughs> of stuff. So, so if she's not liking it, then you backtrack it, right? You turn it down. Turn it down. Wow, exactly then then you tone it down you have like then it's then it's a good time to have conversations be like this is how i am this is how mm-hmm. things might be so i'm not forcing you to do stuff but i might end up doing that sometimes kind of stuff <laughs> like 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 for example when it comes down to food there are there are certain indian sweets which i really like but mm-hmm. but but brandy doesn't like the texture of it or she, she doesn't like yeah. the smell of it so i'm like hey i'm not gonna have it every every day but i might have it like once in two months once mm-hmm. in three months kind of stuff yeah and then i've seen like even brandy has like slowly started to develop a taste for i'll, I'll say a lot of indian indian dishes now as well yeah biryani <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah you you got it so i 
I guess just yeah. you know, just to introduce a partner slowly into to cultural things would be a good way to have a strong and a healthy relationship. Nice. All right. I think it's way past 10 p.m. Whoa. So we gotta go. Thank you so much. Thanks for having us. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks. Thanks for this. It's it it, it was, it was really a, nice. Yeah. It was a great conversation. I enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, bye. Bye. Bye guys. Bye bye. Bye.